Good evening, good evening, good evening. This is Joe with the Cotton Club crew coming to you on this Monday night in Raiderville. I am Joe, as I once said. I am joined with Jack this evening to kind of do a quick game recap and a quick grading the game um, of, over the Texas Tech and the Houston game that took place on Saturday in the Jones. Um, obviously, Texas Tech came out of that game on top. Huge, huge win for the program. Obviously, coming off of that lull to the loss at West Virginia. Now, Tech sits 2-3 and three overall record, 1-1 one and one in the Big 12 with a date with the Baylor Bears this Saturday evening. So, we're going to just kind of jump into everything that kind of happened We'll touch on a few things, offensive, defensive, special teams, overall game. We'll grade some, you know, some sides of the ball. We'll kind of just jump in and we'll just run with what we have and we'll kind of go from there. So, Jack, just going to you, what are your first overall thoughts of how this game played out for our Texas Tech Red Raiders? Uh, overall, I thought it went really well. I thought the offense had a solid game plan and they executed very well. I uh, thought the defense came out a little rusty, a little slow, but Tim DeRuiter does what Tim DeRuiter does and made it halftime adjustments and pretty much shut that out after uh, the second half or after the first half, I should say, into the second half. Um, special teams made this game for Tech, and uh, it was nice to see the spe- a lot of special teams uh, plays having a positive impact in this game. Um, overall, a very solid effort from a team that really needed it, uh, gearing up for the heart of conference play. You know, based off of how Tech had been playing, you know, we didn't know which Texas Tech we were going to see, the 15 minutes of us, the 30 minutes of us. And I don't think we've quite seen 45 or 60 minutes of us quite yet this year. Um, but it seems like this game was on the up and up, especially on that second half from the defensive side of the ball. We played, we put a majority of our points up in the first half. We still scored in the second half, but, you know, it seemed that we kind of lost a little air in that um, in that sale itself. But, I mean, overall, a good game. To your point, they didn't shoot themselves in the foot. The play calling seemed to be pretty, pretty good with Barron under center. Um, we were able to get our running backs involved things like that, things that we were kind of wanting as a fan base for Texas Tech to do moving forward. You know, we have these running backs, we have these tight ends, we have, you know, we have these guys that could make plays for us, and how are we going to utilize them? And it seemed that Texas Tech did seem, or Kitley seemed to utilize some of his playmakers in the backfield more than he did on the outside, not taking anything away from our wide receivers, but I, I believe our our horses in the back did more than what they needed to do to kind of take the the pressure off of Morton. I know he's still kind of lingering with a shoulder issue. We'll kind of touch on that here after a little bit. But you know, overall wise, it was a good good game for the for the Red Raiders. So Jack, going into this this side of the ball, the offensive side of the ball. What did you like from the offense? What did you not like from the offense? And overall, what did you think the offense did um, well in this game? 
I like the amount of carries, like you mentioned, the two workhorses that we have in Cameron Valdez and Taj Brooks, obviously. Taj Brooks uh, received a lion's share of the carries in this one, had 21 carries for 101 yards, good for all, just under five yards a carry, two touchdowns. Cameron Valdez having a career game for sure. Uh, six carries, 111 yards. Uh, it's an 18 and a half yard average and a touchdown. Had that long one of 54. I really liked uh, the mixing it up. I really liked that Cameron Valdez got in and got meaningful touches. Uh, I thought Bear Morton threw the ball just just enough. Uh, we had we had some really good. We had a really good touchdown pass to uh, Miles Price. Had a really good touchdown pass to uh, Loic, who had a hell of a game. Um, still having some issues with drops on this team, um, which is a little concerning. I still think the receivers, we, we haven't seen half of what they were hyped to be. I'm still a little iffy on the screens at times and the times they're used. And I'm also still, I'm here a year and a half later and I'm still concerned with the use of the tight ends. Um, would really like to see uh, those tight ends used more. And I think with a young quarterback who, you know, like you mentioned, could be having a lingering shoulder injury. Uh, I think a tight, a good, you know, solid tight end option would really help the situation out. So uh, we can use the tight ends more. And, you know, if he can't throw the ball over 15 yards, then shit, let's keep it, let's keep it quick. Quick hitter routes, hand the ball off, you know, set it up and make them draw forward towards the line. And we've seen this Baylor defense this season, and they're not anything special. So I'm I'm looking for a positive outcome for the next game. But um, that's kind of just my general overview of the notes for this one. Yeah, we were able to get that running game established. Obviously, that was always a a um, a deal on this Kitley kind of offense that we were underutilizing. Um, it seems since the Oregon game, we have, you know, finally put our foot forward in that direction of our backfield and letting our guys work and eat back there. And the the announcement, I mean, like the, like Cameron Valdez introducing himself to the big 12, because, you know, he hasn't had any, a whole lot of meaningful carries in a lot of games. I mean, hell, he didn't really have a whole lot in this game either under 10 carries, but he made the most of those carries topped off with that 54 yard touchdown run that he had there um, in the ball game. You know, it, it, it's good to have that kind of backfield. It, it makes me feel a whole lot better going into the rest of the big 12 season that we have two horses back there that could just kind of carry this offense if need be. Now I'm not putting that kind of weight on Cameron just yet. I'm going to put a majority of my chips in with Taj just because he has the experience and he sure looks like he's hungry to take that next step and potentially take his, um, his football into the NFL, neither here or there, but it looks like that's what he's, you know, putting good tape out there for him to show what he has on at the next level. 
So it's been really, really good to see us, you know, kind of put our chips in with that running back group. They are a good batch of a good batch of running backs. And that's even including the guys that don't get a whole lot of carries or don't even see the field. That room is going to be better. It's going to continually get better. It's great right now because we have Taj back there, a seasoned vet who's been in the Big 12. He's been through the grind and he's just a running back. Uh, your all-purpose back that you want to have back there. So on, on the offensive side of the ball, it's kind of good to kind of take that weight off of Barron. As, as you said, you know, we don't know exactly the extent of his injury. We didn't see any major down-the-field passes. That could be something to monitor moving into these other games to where, you know, we may need him to make those big-time passes. Um, but we'll just see. Uh, maybe we utilize those tight ends a little bit more. We we were crying to get the running backs involved. We were crying to get the tight ends involved. One of those um, one of those prayers was finally answered. We we're starting to run the ball more. Hell, who knows? Well, maybe we get Baylor Cup more involved. Maybe we get Tharp involved. I've seen Jaden York out there tons. I know he's more of a, a blocking tight end, but I've seen him out out on that field a whole lot more than teeter so far so between those three guys i think we could <clears throat> excuse me uh, make some moves you know going forward as the big 12 season progresses so now <clears throat> jumping to the other side of the ball jack um, we saw a familiar face in donovan smith coming back to lubbock we kind of knew what donovan's game was we've seen him on the field um dual purpose quarterback who could make a run very tough to tackle in open field and he had a pretty solid game from start to finish um, what did you see our tech defense do good against Donovan and what did you see our tech defense do bad against Donovan in this game I think the name of this game for the defense was definitely the halftime adjustments and you saw the first half they were losing a lot of contain and and Donovan was able to get out of the pocket and hurt us with his legs. I think we he had gotten in a rhythm with his arm in the first half, and so we were giving a little too paying a little too much attention to the arm and not respecting him for the ground game that it, that we know he has. And so he was kind of burning us there as well. And he he was making it work back and forth in between the two to give us a solid a solid you know steady diet of both. And we kind of found ourselves floundering a little bit, I feel like. Uh, but, you know, in the second half or at halftime, I'm assuming Tim DeRuiter kind of ripped into him. Say, so, guys, we know this guy, you know, we, we've, we've practiced against him for years. Some of them, some of us known him for years. This isn't any secret what he's going to do because they run a very similar offense to what we do. And so um, I think it's just kind of reminding the defense that they know what's coming and, you know, basically reassuring them that we were fine. And after that, no points in the second half. So I think you really saw the contain, the contain levels were um, very well established in the second half. Um, also saw a very good uh, QB spy a few times uh, in the second half, which, which was good. And so, I was just really impressed with the halftime adjustments and um, you know, in games that we've seen like this, this has kind of been Tim DeRuiter's calling card of sorts uh, 
after poor first halves, really solid second halves. And, you know, I'm really cool if that's, if that's what we're going to do for calling cards. So I think as long as you keep that, that defensive identity on the ground and intact, I really think that there's still a, a good there's still a good chance to win a rip off a few wins here. Uh, you, you got a schedule coming up that's that's fairly favorable uh, for Tech, you know, and I think that you know I, I'm after after Baylor, then you you have Kansas State at home for homecoming uh, at BYU, and then I think we're off, and then I want to say at home against TCU on that Thursday, so. Uh, is a really, really critical stretch uh, coming up. And I, this, I, I truly believe that the next three to four games are going to, three games, I would say, are probably going to make or break the season. The first, the first four were pretty bad. And so we really needed that one this past weekend and we got it. And kind of reiterated that, hey, we're, we're not done just yet. And so, I think that not only did we remind everyone else that we could play, I also think we got a big kind of overall team look in the mirror and remind kind of just honestly reminding ourselves uh, this team was reminding themselves that they had it, they could, they could play well. And so I think that once they saw that, I think everything kind of fell into place. Hopefully this jump starts us into something special, but we'll see. Yeah, it's always it's always a building block, right? You know, everything that we've done up until this point, you always just, especially after I guess just the lull that we had at the start of the year, you know, losing at Wyoming, um, a lot to learn from that game, and then moving on into the Oregon game, you know, having your fair chances there, and ultimately losing that game, winning Tarleton, now you're starting to think things maybe potentially to build off of. Then another lull in um, West Virginia, and now we're back on a on the W side of it, where we've kind of played our most complete football game of the year. I would say. I mean, would you agree in that in that? Yeah, no, absolutely. I would one hundred percent agree. So having having said that, that this this you know it's it sucks that it came this this far into the year that you know our most complete game was you know game five um you know it's very very tough but obviously like i said you're just looking for something to stack right now on the defensive side obviously tim deruder has made all the great adjustments there um donovan was kind of passing at will there in the first half hitting open guys in stride you know extending plays making plays with his own feet things like that and then all Ultimately, all of that was just, you know, that door was completely shut. Good thing on the defensive side of the ball um, in McGuire's press conference this afternoon, um, we will be getting some help back soon. Um, we're getting um, Duda Banks back on the defensive front, had helped add to that rotation of our defensive line, that push in the middle, give Boog and give Bradford a blow every now and then. And then Jacob Rodriguez is that much closer to coming back. He left it kind of open-ended, so just take this with a grain of salt, everybody, that um, potentially, if fingers crossed, if it all goes well, 
we may see Jacob Rodriguez against Kansas State. And based on how this defense was playing early on with him on the field, it just looks like a totally different team. I know Josiah Pierre has been kind of having some lingering issues. He'll be he'll be back on the field as well. We have some freshmen out there that are playing lights out on that defensive side. Um, ben Roberts, um, Dingle is, saw a lot of time back there. Brendan Jordan saw some time on the field on Saturday. And I believe Chapman Lewis, um, true freshman, saw some safety action back there. And then I saw some sprinkling in of some other guys on the defensive side. So I think overall our defense will be okay and is in a in a good spot, especially hearing that potential Jacob Rodriguez news of him coming back to this defense to help this Red Raider defense in the big push, um, as you said, in the uh, Big 12. These next couple of games are very, very crucial. I totally agree with you. This Baylor, Kansas State, BYU games are massive, extremely massive. They're all probably games you could win. Um, you're going to have Baylor, who's kind of reeling. They lost a key piece on their defensive side. I think it was announced he tore an ACL, a, lineback a starting linebacker, their leading tackler, tore his ACL against UCF on Saturday. So he is done for the year. And just all about matchups. I mean, they let um, Baylor let UCF run all over the field. That kind of bodes well for us. We'll get back into that here shortly, and we'll probably have another pot about the preview game to the Baylor. So I kind of won't dive directly into that. Um, but um, Jack jumping into one other group of players, there was none bigger. And I say this with full confidence and no disrespect to Taj and no disrespect to Valdez, but I would say overall the group that did the most on Saturday was our special teams. What did you love to see about it? Was there any negatives you saw about it? What did the special teams show to you on Saturday that you hadn't seen thus far this season? I don't really think it's anything that I hadn't seen necessarily. It's just plays finally getting home, right? Uh, we've seen the explosiveness from Dre McCray. So it was good to finally get him into some space. Uh, I, I think that we've seen pump blocks get pretty close a few times. And so to see Lowick get one and then recover it and walk it into the end zone was, was pretty special. Um, I don't really think you can get much bigger. You take the two special teams touchdowns away and, and you're in a pretty solid game there. I mean, you're only up by a score. So, Definitely the special teams uh, touchdowns gave us some breathing room when it was needed. Uh, huge momentum swings in the game. Uh, and I and I think that uh, I really don't think you can really necessarily put a price on it. Uh, I mean, that first drive, you know, Donovan looked otherworldly. And uh, you come back and – Granted, I'm sure the defense probably wasn't happy after being out on the field for, you know, six minutes. Uh, but, hey, uh, a kickoff return for a touchdown will will get you all the momentum back and then some. And then you have a punt block at the end of the half, which are kind of towards the end of the half, I should say. So 
pretty solid, pretty solid day uh, for the special teams. And I know, uh, I guess, is Kenny Perry still the special teams coach? Do you know? I don't, I don't know if he is, but uh, like, sorry, sorry about that. Yeah. No. Kenny Perry still runs the running backs I, and he still runs the um, special, special teams. Team. Yes, sir. Okay. So yeah, no, he, uh, you know, he's having a good day. He had a great day on Saturday, having two backs over a hundred yards and uh, two special team scores. So I think Kenny Perry probably gets the game ball in terms of coaches, but um, it's really nice to see those, all those plays finally coming to fruition. You know, we've seen them all throughout the year being so close and uh, just to see them finally happen uh, was some very, I just, yeah, Kenny Perry's guys accounted for four touchdowns. The Dre McCray kick returned, Cam touchdown run, Taj's touchdown run, and then um, Lowick's block punt, you know, scoop and score into the end zone. So Kenny definitely, um, on top of the special teams, deserves that game ball as well, which was massive. You know, those were – to your point, you know – I'm sure the defense wasn't exactly excited, you know, being on the field for six to seven minutes at that initial and then giving up a touchdown. You kind of, you know, you're kind of in a lull at that point in time and then boom, kick off. And it kind of seems like it was kind of crowded in that one um, corner there. And then, you know, Dre just does what Dre does. And that's that's speed. Speed kills. I believe they they did a they clocked him at twenty point four miles per hour once he got to top speed right around the midfield ish area. So he was flying down that sideline, and you know that ultimately was a was a boost for this tech the tech the tech population that was there in Jones Stadium. You know, like I said, you had just given up a touchdown, a long drive there to Donovan Smith. And it seemed like anything that he wanted, he was getting. So you kind of think that this is going to be a long game kind of deal. And ultimately, you come back and if you're if you're comparing this to a, a heavyweight fight, we punched them right back in the mouth. They hit us first, and we hit them right back. And ultimately, that first half is how that kind of played out. But you know, it seemed that we made the bigger plays, um, the kickoff return, the pump block for the touchdown. Um, it was great. It was great energy. The crowd reacted great. The fans, the the whole football team. I mean, it was it was jumping there. I know you missed this game in particular, um, but speaking from personal and being there um, at the game itself, these were these just you know these adrenaline shots directly into this football team, and it was great to see. So that's obviously all stuff you could build on moving forward, and we'll see what we kind of do taking that into Baylor this weekend. Um, but, Jack, we're going to jump into some grades of the game now. Um, we're going to jump on the offensive side since we're kind of, you know, done the defense special teams on of just talking about the game. We'll just jump back into the offensive side. Um Overall grade for the game, what are you giving this offense? What are you grading? We'll just do offense in general, and then we'll just do um, 
Barron by himself as well. So what are you grading this offense in general? And what are you giving Barron for his um, first first start this year? I'm giving the I'm giving the offense a B plus. I think they really executed well, played a very clean game, only one penalty, and that was a Jaron Bradley false start early in the game. Um, so I'm giving them a B plus. Uh, receiver drops and lack of use of tight ends really kind of hold this back from being an A. I think this is pretty, for me at least, this is pretty much as close to an A as you can get. Uh, 35-ish points, roughly. So, pretty solid day. Definitely the most I've been impressed with this with this side of the ball all, all year. Um, when it comes to Barron... Uh, 14 of 22, 161 yards, two touchdowns. Not jumping off the stat sheet, but he made the plays when he needed to and ran for some when he needed to. And I think that he took some unnecessary sacks at times uh, when he could have gotten rid of the ball. But overall, we have to remember the kid's still young. He's still learning. So I'd, I'd give him a B and uh, main reason is no turnovers. Um, it's, it's, inc- it's incredible what happens when you don't turn the ball over. And I'm fairly sure this is probably the first game that we've played all year that we didn't have any turnovers. And do you, can you confirm that? I'm pretty positive this is the first game we played without turnovers um i can't fully confirm that but i think you're i think you're right i'm i'd have to look back through the the last box score there but i'm I'm trying to think about the games itself too so no i'm I'm pretty sure this is the first game that we've been that we've been turnover free yeah it was it was clean on the on the penalties part and it was clean on the um turnover so yeah i think you're right yeah, so like I said, it's incredible what happens when you're not turning the ball over, right? So uh, I'd give him, I'd give him a B, I'd give him a B plus, um, just for not turning the ball over. I mean, it, it, when you when you're able to keep the uh, when you're able to keep the ball in your offense's hands and not turn it over and set up the defense in bad situations, I, I think that it's really it really is just a, a, just something that's not really listed on the stat sheet, but it should be, you know? So uh, I give him a, I'd give both a B plus. I'm there with you on, um, on the offense and in a whole as a B plus. Um, this was probably the most complete game um, on the offensive line that we've seen all year in pass protection in in our run block schemes and things like that. This was the most complete that we've seen them. And our our wide receivers, you know, they did create some separation there. There were some passes that could have been had, but, you know, some drops or, or Morton didn't see him too soon, you know, just holding the ball a little bit too long, things like that. But I don't believe the game plan was ever to give, to make, to let Barron, win this game for you i think you were going to run it and run it and run it and this is how we were going to set the tone and our two our two guys in the backfield 
took care of the rest of that for us. So I think game plan wise, schematically and all of that stuff that Kitley had, I guess, for this particular game to kind of take some of the weight off of Baron's shoulders. And also, like I said, we'll, I'll touch on this here in a second about Baron's shoulder, but, you know, just essentially to take, you don't want, you're sending a guy in there, first team reps all week. He has a bum shoulder, you know, and you're just not trying to make him overwork that arm, you know, just like a pitcher. You don't want to pitch a reliever every single night and, you know, and expect him to have a good arm each time out. So I think the game plan was done well on Kitley's side. Yes, I would have liked to seen a little bit more to the tight ends, but given how we were running the ball, it just kind of seemed, you know, irrelevant at that point in time, other than just to continue to run the ball. Uh, Baron did make some some great throws out there, uh, one to Miles and one to Loic, which were huge things like that. Those those throws were made, but those were also under 20 yards. So I'm going to give our our offense like you a B plus, and then jumping into Baron, I'm going to give him a B because this is what he was expected to do. He wasn't expected to make the big big throws. You know, this wasn't some some you know juggernaut of a defense that just stops runs and everything like that to where you know all of this weight is on Baron to make the plays to make the throws to get you up and down the field you know he played the game he needed to play he did as as good as he could you know his stat line isn't great you know 160 isn't necessarily great I mean as a tech quarterback or as tech fans that's kind of weird to see that number um that low but you know, hey, it's a new age, new game. We worked with what we had, and we and we did what we needed to do. So I'm going to give him a B. Um, I do still think that his shoulder may not be as as good as they think potentially. Um, from a from the standpoint of me watching the game itself, I did see him get picked up off the ground a handful of times where he did not want to be picked up by that arm that was injured. Um, it's just something to monitor guys. I, I, we know it's a, we know it's a shoulder, but as far as severity wise, we're not exactly sure, but there was a couple times I did see him on the ground. It was gingerly kind of stuff. So, you know, we'll see what happens moving forward with Baron's shoulder. Hopefully it's nothing major, major, it's just one of those things that, you know, you get hit, you fall on it wrong. You know, that's just that's just a football kind of injury, and we'll just see what kind of happens with him moving forward. But Barron overall did what he was supposed to do. He made the, he made the throws whenever he needed to, and then he just handed the ball off to the guys in the back and let them work, and the offensive line went to work as well. No costly penalties up front, no false starts, no holdings fairly clean game for or a super clean game for our offensive line and it was great to see because you reap all of those benefits from your Cameron Valdez's and your Taj Brooks in the back if you you have a clean game so offensive line overall like I said this was probably their most complete game as a unit and it was great to see so it's just another one of those things they need to take into Baylor this Saturday so, Jack, going on to the defensive side of the ball, as our points have been made, it was kind of a tale of two halves. So I would say it would be a simple A in the second half because we pitched a shutout. 
So let's just take this for the first half. Um, because I guess you would probably agree on me in that second half there. So first half defense versus Donovan Smith and the Cougars. What are you grading our defense set? I think it's more of like a D plus for me. Uh, just kind of floundering all over the place, kind of almost uh, running with our heads, chickens like chickens with our heads cut off, you know, uh, no real, no contain, Receivers were going unchecked all over the place. Uh, but I do agree with you on the second half. So, uh, like I said, first half, D+. plus. Yeah, the um, the defense there, like I said, it, it kind of came out flat. Donovan and that offense were kind of getting what they were wanting at will. And it was kind of crazy where <laughs> – I was in the in my in my seat and you know there was a lot of people upset they're like we let this guy go like he could be he could be starting for us right now um he was just I mean overall I mean let's just this is not anything to do with our defensive side of the ball anyway let's just call it for what it's worth Donovan Smith had a hell of a game I mean he did just about everything he could do to win that game for the Cougars Obviously, he can't throw and catch his own passes there, but he did give his guys all of the opportunities there. And, you know, he did miss some guys at some points. Um, and some of his guys dropped some passes, some meaningful passes on some third down conversions and things like that. But Donovan Smith played a hell of a game. And you, you can't take anything away from him. He played a great game. It was actually great to see him succeed like that. It, it would have sucked if we would have lost because, you know, you know, it's a lot of mixed emotions there. You know, he left the Red Raiders because he wanted more playing time. There wasn't any other other issue with Donovan from that team player, part of a lot of meaningful games last year. No ill will. So, I mean, you want to watch guys like this succeed. And, you know, he was feasting in that first half. If I would have put a grade on it, I'm probably in that D, D-plus range. You know, we did make a couple stops there. But, I mean, pretty much he did have his way with our defense in that first half, he had our number, but what did you kind of expect? You know, he does know a Tim DeRuiter defense because he played against a Tim DeRuiter defense of all last year, saw how they set up, saw how they blitz. They saw, you know, he's just seen it. And then to see all of the adjustments that were made on the second half night and day difference, you went from a D turned in all your extra credit work and you bumped that grade up to a A minus to pitch a shutout. You didn't let him get away with those passes down the field. You didn't get him away from getting out of the pocket and extending plays, you know, just things that were happening in the first half that didn't happen in the second half. So the two different defenses, the D in the first half, a minus in the second um, overall, they did make all the necessary adjustments. And then we did see a bunch of freshmen out there seeing, seeing some meaningful playing time you know, that ultimately contributed to this game. So it's, it's it's just really good to see on the defensive side to see the strides, you know. This is what happened in the first half, and then we completely shut that door in the second. And that's all you ask. And, you know, that's ultimately that gives you the other two scores that Tech puts in in the third and the fourth quarter um, to ultimately put this game away. But we blanked them there in that second half, and it was great to see on the Tim DeRuiter side. So kind of going on with the rest of 
of the game itself, I guess, from the coaching standpoint, if you were to grade the coaches there, um, we'll just do the the three big ones. You're going to have your McGuire, you're going to have your Kitley, and you'll have your DeRuiter. Um, what would you, just a simple, simple grade. You don't need to go into full detail, Jack. Um, simple grade for Zach Kitley for this game. I'd go B. I, I, I just think I like the handoffs. Uh, probably need some better routes. And please, I'm, I'm one. I am once again asking for you to throw the ball to the tight ends. <laughs> and you, you tweeted something um, prior to the game. You're like uh, Taj Brooks, 30s carries, please. Didn't quite hit that number, but, you know, he split those those carries with um, Cam back there, and Cam made the best of those carries as well. So um, as far as a grade that I'm giving for Kitley, I'm at a B plus. Um, like I said, you know, he kind of – I don't know if it was because um, Kingsbury was in town. Kingsbury got in his ear, said, hey, if I was in your position, this is what i do. Who knows? Um, it just kind of one of those things that kind of was brought up um, when Kingsbury was being inducted to the hall there. Um, but overall, he did what he was supposed to do. He took the ball out of Barron's hands and gave it, well, not necessarily that way, but he just took, you know, didn't put so much on Barron's plate and he gave it to his running backs. That's all what you want to do to help a young quarterback. Um, Barron's been around for a while now, still a young quarterback, still not a whole lot of playing time starting and things like that. So this is what you, you want to do to help get your guy you know, familiar and acclimated, everything in, in the game itself, you know, make it a little bit easier for them. I'm sure that they're going to ask more of Barron against Baylor on Saturday, but that's as he progresses. So right now it's going to probably be run heavy, run heavy again against Baylor, and then, you know, we'll start opening up some of the playbook and start seeing what we could do with our wide receivers out there with Barron at the helm. But I'm going to go ahead and give um, Zach Kitley a B plus. Moving to the defensive coach himself, Mr. Tim DeRuiter. Overall grade, we know it was looking bad early, and then it was cleaned up in the second half. Overall grade for Tim DeRuiter on the defensive side, Jack. Uh, I'm going to go with a B, and that's going to combine a D plus and an A for me so i'll go with a b and uh just based on the halftime adjustments it was pretty bad first half everything after that was really good so like i said tail of two halves i'm okay with that as well we also do know as i said earlier in the podcast potentially getting some help back on our defensive side you know our our cap maybe i don't think jacob rodriguez was our captain per se, but I mean, he seemed to fill that role whenever he started in Wyoming, made the adjustments, was making plays, flying around and things like that. We potentially get him back in the next week or two. Um, we have Duda Banks, as said, mentioned earlier, coming back to our defensive front, give those other guys up front, you know, a, a blow here and there. Um, but overall, to your point, tell of two halves, I'm there with you on the B side of it as well. Exactly like you said, tell the two halves. First half, you know, kind of, you know, laid an egg there. And the second half, in the second half, we just took them to the woodshed. So overall, a B there. Um, 
for this defense and Tim DeRuiter, which I think is progressively going to get better as the young, these young youthful players are seeing more and more play time, playing time, you know, by just, by just, they have to, you know, by injuries and things like that. You know, these guys are going to get better. These, some of these guys were highly recruited. Some of these guys could flat out play. Ben Roberts is going to become a stud. If, if anybody out there has, has any issues with Ben Roberts, you know, you need to just go take a lap because Ben Roberts is about to be a, the next stud linebacker out of Texas Tech University. Mark my words, Ben Roberts is going to be a beast because he's just has a knack for finding the football. And he's so young. He's so raw. Whatever, anything they say, I know he's been caught peeking in the backfield before. And I, I know he hasn't wrapped up, but these are things that are fixable, you know, and he is just progressively getting better. And he's probably one of those those players that has progressively gotten better as the year's gone on. We don't have a whole lot of those guys who have on our team that have done that this year that I could think of off the top of my head more than Ben Roberts, plain and simple. So I think on the defensive side there, we're we're in good we're in good shape moving forward. Like I said, the more and more meaningful minutes that these guys play, the more and more they're just going to get a feel for the game, and it's great. So Jack, moving on to the the head man in charge. I know he's been catching a lot of heat for a bunch of different things on both sides of the ball. Um, what did you like from Coach McGuire, and how would you grade his overall game for Saturday against them Cougars? I think we had a lot better uh, coaching, a lot better time management, uh, which we've seen him struggle with a lot so far. Um, just kind of like the team's overall preparedness, which comes down to him. Mm, if I had to do a grade here... I'd say that there's still a lot of room for improvement, but uh, this is a great first step forward. So I'll, I'll get, you know, I'm going to just stay consistent with the night for me. Uh, I'm going to go with a B. I'm right there with you. B, B plus, you know, the things that you're, you expect your head coach to, you know, be in charge of um, the discipline stuff, you know, the penalties, the, the things like that. Obviously we had one on the game. A very, very early on penalty. And then, you know, we were clean the rest of the game. Obviously, that's a discipline issue. If you're getting away with one penalty per game, I would say you're in a pretty favorable spot, you know, as far as team goes. Um, he didn't make any rash decisions on on certain play callings. He went for the fourth down whenever it was needed be. Um, and I think he got into kitley's ear on potentially running the ball a little bit more i can't say that that's a fact but i kind of think that that conversation did happen um but i mean he did everything you want your head coach to do um i had the privilege and i i do have the privilege of being on the sideline before every 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 game every home game here in lubbock and this is just personally and this is why i think you know the the buy-in and the culture with Texas Tech is just like I said is leaps and bounds better than it used to be and I just I'm I'm going to stand on this that this is progressively just going to get better and better the way this man treats his players 
at the start of every game is just a remarkable thing to see. And a lot of people don't get to see it from the stands. I mean, you have to be essentially down there to see it. But this man loves his players and he he preaches everything that he says. And you could see it whenever he embraces every player right before they run out for the game. It's usually the front line there. And and this guy loves his team. He loves this university. I know he's been catching a lot of shit for, you know, some of the things, some of the analytics part of it, some of this, that, and the other quarterback issues prior to the Shuck injury. Why aren't we running? Like just just so many questions that he has to answer. You know, obviously we a lot of a lot of us, including myself, drinking the Kool-Aid of expectations for this year, him making the statement that this year's team beats last year's team by X amount of points. And it's kind of like, it's just a lot of stuff he takes flack for. Um, but I, I truly believe that we're, we're in the right spot with the right person um, leading this football team um, moving forward. So I'm going to give him a B, B plus. That's just personally, I think we're in the right spot with the right coach. He made all of the necessary changes for this team to be better. And it, and it showed on the field. It showed on the field. Um, they weren't outworked. They weren't, you know, out hustled. You know, they were the toughest. They were the most competitive. You know, you could just see that fire in these in these players. So I will give McGuire a BB plus. You know, he's doing what he needs to do. It's going to get better, everybody. Like I said, you just have to stick it out. I know I'm talking like we lost the game, but I know we didn't but I know there's just a whole lot more of meaningful football games to be had. And who knows, you know, we could start riding this ship real quick and go on a run and we'll see kind of what happens there. Um, but McGuire did, did great for me. Like I said, you know, you get rid of some of those discipline issues and things like that. And, you know, not making these kind of like head scratching um, plays with time management, you know, just one of those things, you know, overall coach McGuire did great. Um, and like I said, he said all the right things afterwards and his press conference after the game and the one this afternoon. So kind of going to uh, start wrapping up the show there. We're going to start getting into game week for Baylor. I believe we're going to run a mailbag tomorrow. Um, any questions that you feel free um, to hit us up on Twitter, ask whatever, you know, any tech sports, anything. I know I guessed Jack's favorite ice cream last time. I'm not going to guess anything else because that was kind of just a shot in the dark that I hit the bullseye on. But do you remember, do you remember what you guessed? Yeah, it was, um, it was a vanilla bean. <laughs> yeah yeah the vanilla bean ice cream which, <laughs> you know so it's it's just one of those things we're we're rebranding ourselves i mean as a lot of you guys know that we came from viva the matadors uh, we lost that those rights to sb nation so we had to fully rebrand into the cotton club crew which is named after a very very um famous venue here in lubbock if you don't know the history, go look it up or hell, I'll even tell you about a little bit of it right now. Just a dan a very, very um, fancy, and I'm using my quotations um, for Lubbock, Texas, dance hall kind of music place where we had some greats go through there. 
Elvis Presley, Buddy Holly, um, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Like, I mean, there's a lot of, lot of big hitters that have played at this place. And that's what we're named off of. And if you have any other questions, as I said, we're more than willing to answer anything you have to throw our way. If you want to talk tech sports, you want to talk, you know, NFL, our soccer program that's kind of taking off, we're going to have to start covering a whole lot of them as well soon because they're just kind of changing the landscape in the soccer world for our Red Raiders or our later Raiders. You know, a bunch of different things. I'm kind of tied in with the basketball program, know some things there. We'll get into that when that time comes later on this year. I mean, just to talk to us. I mean, get to know us. We're, like I said, we support all the other Texas Tech channels that are out there. We do this because we love to do it. Hell, I'm the only one out of our group that's in the Lubbock area. And everybody else is from, you know, I would say at least four hours away from here. So we're all doing this because we love this university. So give us a shot. If you have any questions about anything, like I said, just hit us up on our Twitter. We'd be more than happy to answer those for you. And then, like I said, we're just going to be putting out more content as the week comes along to Baylor this Saturday evening. And and that's about it. Jack, is there anything else you want to add this evening before we call this one a night? I don't. It's perfectly said. Well, that is going to do it for this evening. Again, my name is Joe. I am with the Cotton Club crew. And I was joined by Jack, who is also with us this evening. Like I said, give us a follow on any social media platform. Um, Jack, yours is Jack Bell Sports, correct, on, on Twitter? Yeah, you could find me where all the people are yelling at me. Jack made a comment, which you could all go see on his Twitter. If there's no reason to repeat it, kind of was one of those things. Hey, we all say some stuff, what they're feeling. It was a, don't, it was, don't, it was don't a, it was a hot take. Yeah, it was a hot take. And I still and I'm still bought in on that, by the way. I'm still, you know, I'm not doubling down, but I I think people kind of took it out of context. And that's fine. Twitter people are going to Twitter. Um, essentially, I was just lobbying for tech to pay the Leach family what it owed Mike Leach. Right. And, you know, people were citing legal documents and shit at me and. People somehow yeah, thought it meant that I didn't want Mike Leach in the Hall of Fame, which is completely not true. I even had a sentence in the tweet that said he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Correct. Um, I think I think he belongs in the Ring of Honor. I think yeah, they should have done I, that. Absolutely, last, I Saturday agree as well. Um, I I think that there are a few people that uh, are in the Ring of Honor or in the that belong in the Ring of Honor that aren't. Um, you know, mainly Graham Harrell. Yeah, but. Um, I, uh, but there are, uh, but you know, shit, that might be controversial too. I shouldn't be saying that, but, right. um, uh, I think that, uh, again, people kind of took it out of context and it is what it is and, you know, people will be pissed, whatever. That's fine. I don't care. Right. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, the, the trick of the trade when you start doing this, uh, stuff, when you have people, people argue on a ton of tweets that we do. Right. And so uh, you get notifications for everything. I folks, I haven't had my Twitter notifications turned on in like over a year and a half. 
And so it's just like every time I log on, I have a big number down there. I'm like, oh, I guess people really did like it or really didn't like it. Right. This one was this one was kind of a mix of both. But yeah, and like I said, uh, people could people can be pissed all they want to, whatever. I'm glad he's in the Hall of Fame. I yep. think he belongs there. I think he belongs in the Ring of Honor, like you mentioned. Um, 100%. 100%. And I still think, and I still think, you know, people are screaming at me about legal documents and shit. You know what? If for some reason it was ruled that tech can't pay them, then tech needs to make a donation to the, to a not to a nonprofit of, of the Leach family's choice. There. Something. Yeah. Something, something along those lines. If you're really trying to mend the fences and God forbid someone hates this take. And if you do, I can't imagine someone getting mad about having your university donate to a fucking nonprofit. So you can blow it out your ass if you don't like that. Right. So, um, again, I, like I said, uh, a, a, a lot of that, a lot of that was to your, to your point, taken out of context. If you want to go out there and read it, go, go read it, whatever. It doesn't really matter anymore. It was just a hot take. Take it with a grain of salt. It was not in any way, shape, or form anything negative about Coach Leach. It's just one of those deals. I mean, it's a tough question people need to ask themselves. I mean, and if you can't ask yourself a tough question, then, you know, kind of what the hell are you doing at some point in time? You have to ask yourself tough questions in all different walks, you know, just sometimes it's just a little uncomfortable to talk about it. It is what it is, but we'll kind of just leave that at that. Um, you could find us at the Cotton Club CC at FSSN. Is that right, Jack? I don't remember the Twitter one right off the top. CCC FFSN. Yeah, Cotton Club Crew at Fox or Fans, Fans First, First Sports, yeah. Sports Network. Um, my Twitter handle is uh, TTU Presidente. I am Joe Lopez. Um, Jack Bell Sports with me. We are a part of the Cotton Club crew. We appreciate all you folks who listen to us and give us a chance. Like I said, this is just stuff we like to do on the side, potentially maybe turning it into something bigger. We'll just see what happens, but this is just stuff we'd love to do with Texas Tech Sports, and, you know, we're going to keep doing it. It's, it's, it's coming. Not to quote Deion Sanders, but, I mean, we're, we're coming kind of in a sense. So, um, thank you all for joining us. We're going to call it an evening. We'll be back with you later on this week with some more Baylor content, mailbags, all of that other good stuff. And you guys have a great rest of your week and wreck them. <laughs>